Life Audio. Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. In each episode, we dive into the heart of homeschooling, sharing insightful conversations, practical tips, and real-life experiences to inspire and empower homeschooling families like yours. In today's episode, we're talking all about morning time, that cherished ritual that sets the stage for your entire day, bringing families together and nurturing relationships that stand the test of time. Our special guest, Vanessa Pebley, shares her insight and experience on making morning time work for all ages and stages, offering a warm and encouraging perspective that every homeschooling family can relate to. You know, morning time is a powerful tool for a heart schooling parent because it lends itself so well to understanding the hearts and learning styles of your children, as well as affording amazing opportunities for conversation and relationship building. All those things and more are integral to the heart schooling paradigm that I teach in my new book, Heart School, How Amazing Parents Become Excellent Home Educators. This book can be purchased on our website, and I really encourage you to pick up a copy today. In it, you'll not only get actionable insight on how to set up your own heart school, but you'll also be able to work through evaluations to see where you are today. I pray it's an incredible resource for your family. So you can learn more about heart school by going to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash book. Again, that's teachthemdiligently.net forward slash book. Now, back to our episode. Whether you're a seasoned homeschooling parent or just starting on your homeschooling adventure, join us today as we uncover the magic of morning time and discover how this unique routine can create lasting memories, foster deep connections, and nurture the hearts and minds of your children. If you find our podcast valuable, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoy what you hear today, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us continue to bring you quality content and reach even more homeschooling families. So now, won't you join me in welcoming Vanessa Pebley to the show today? Hey, you guys, welcome back. I am really excited to have you here joining us again for the Homeschooling Families podcast. Today, we are talking about a routine, a rhythm to your day that has been just super impactful in our family. And so I'm very excited to hear some other insights on it. As we talk about morning time and just how you set the stage for your day, you you usher in that peace, that focus that morning time really allows, and just really that coming together every day. It is so powerful. It goes so far towards building relationships that will truly stand the test of time. So I'm excited to have Vanessa Pebley joining us today. So Vanessa, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. Well, it is good to have you. And I always love talking about stuff that I am passionate about. It makes me even more excited for the upcoming episode. So I'm glad that this is what we're talking about. Absolutely. I love morning time. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I wanted to know, I know that you've got a a relatively young family. You've got 
I think you said that you've got five children and 14 to three or something is the range. How did you actually kind of get the idea or feel the need to start a morning time like you have? So in the homeschooling world, like everyone talks about morning time, morning basket. It's known as different things. And I kept hearing about it and mom's loving it. And I thought, I really need to try this. What is, what is the, the big deal about this? So I decided to just jump in with both feet and I didn't really know my way yet, but I think starting is just important. And so we jumped in and I realized that that was the anchor of our homeschool day that was missing. And it was best way to get us started together. Oh, absolutely. How long have y'all been doing this? So we have been homeschooling. This is our ninth year and morning time. It's newer to us because the first several years we did not do it. And I just knew there was a piece missing. There was a cohesiveness that I I was missing and it truly was morning time. We just kind of jump right into book lessons. And I think morning time is this great segue into starting our day together and in God's word and in these shared topics and the shared learning. And so anyway, that's kind of when we decided like, it's, it's definitely time to to try something new. Well, good. Yeah. I love the way that the Lord leads our families. And especially for those of us who are truly seeking his face for how we homeschool, how we parent our children, all of these things. God is so faithful to bring us the right ideas in the right time. And then all we have to do is obediently take that next step. So I love hearing the way that he kind of closed that gap. He gave you that that piece that you noted that you had been missing. That it's just, it's encouraging to hear. And I, I wanted to highlight the fact that that's just God answering your prayers. That is God directing your family just as you were asking him to. Absolutely. I think homeschooling is a huge testament to to God's power in our lives and how he wants to be involved in this process. And we just have to allow him in and give him that room to work, you know, in our homeschools and in our hearts and our children's hearts. So yeah, you are so right that that was absolutely God saying, let's just try something new. This will be the perfect piece to start your homeschool day. Yeah, I love that. The perfect piece to start your homeschool day. I I could not agree more, actually, and I want to dive into to how that looks and so on, but it just dawned on me, and I hate it when I do this, but I've we've jumped straight into talking about it, but not really defining what it is. There are so many new people who are coming into homeschooling, and like you noted, we throw around these terms all the time, and we make the expectation that people understand what we're talking about, but that's not really fair. Right. So when you talk about morning time... How does, how does that, what does that mean for your family? And then, you know, I reserve the right to, to pop in anything additional that it meant to ours, but, but yeah, what does it mean to your family? So for us, it's morning time to me, how I define it is the intentional gathering together as a family. I call it morning time, but it doesn't have to be morning time. We happen to do it in the morning, but it's the intentional gathering together and coming together, choosing topics that you will learn about, engage in, read books on. So it it really is just intentional and it's togetherness is how yeah. I view it. And, and it's like you noted it several times kind of in passing, this really becomes the anchor of your entire day. Right. This cohesive time together, it really does 
it's something that you can't miss. It's, you know, everybody looks forward to it. You really kind of start building your entire day about around it. It's right. such an important piece. And it's so easy to implement. Honestly, this is because it's so relational. It's so right. nice. So right. how does this look for your family? So it sounds so overwhelming. And I think that's the the thing that scares people is I don't know how to start. I don't, that just sounds like one more thing. And I would, I would encourage people to just start with just two things, just start small, build from there. So just choose every day we're going to come together and we're going to read Bible. And then when we've established this, this pattern, this habit as a family, next week, we're going to add another topic. So really, you just anchor it to something that you're an existing habit. So for us, we always eat breakfast. Every single day, we eat breakfast. So I said, we are going to anchor morning time to breakfast. We never miss breakfast. So that will just become part of our routine, our ritual. And so everyone gathers at the table. We have cereal bowls. It's you know, loud and messy and it's not perfect, but yeah. we decided this is the perfect time. We're all together anyway. Let's just add, I'm reading Bible. And then next week, let's read Plutarch or Shakespeare. It there, it really is just about what the family wants to do. I, what we do personally might be different from another family. And that's totally fine. That's the beautiful thing about morning time. There really is no wrong way to mm -hmm. do morning time, I think. So that's just what for us, that's what it kind of looks like. Yeah. And and like like we talked about before, this is the anchor of your family's day. Exactly. For us, and and this is another thing, kind of throwing back to how God answers prayer. When I was a young mom and just praying very specifically, I have a, a series of, about praying scripture for your children and how that changes the way that you parent. This is one example of that because I was praying specifically that my children would know and understand God's word. And before we started homeschooling, before there was Instagram, before anyone else was talking about it, and I knew that it was going to be called morning time, quote, quote, right? We started at breakfast, like you noted, because that was a, that was a set thing in our family. We would sit down and I would share what God had taught me in my devotions that morning. Right. Very little. My kids were young. All I was doing was sharing just a little tidbit. Right. That had, that grew through the years to where they were doing their devotions and sharing it. We then moved from the table where we were talking about our, our own personal devotions to going to what we call the fancy office, which is just my living room that nobody actually goes in except for then. Love it. And we would have history and literature and all the relational sit around and cuddle up type subjects that we could possibly right. do. And so morning time became like the very highlight of our day every day. And sometimes because of the discussions that it would spark, it would stretch until lunch and it right. was fine. That was so right. awesome because we were learning and growing and laughing together. And the thing that kind of, as I have the rear view mirror now, and I'm able to look back and see what I didn't realize that God was doing was as I was sharing what God taught me in my devotions, first of all, I was modeling for my kids that that's what Christians do. They thought, because I was the, you know, David and I, because he was involved in this too, since David and I were the only Christians that they lived with, their assumption was every Christian got up and had their devotions in the morning and then talked about it. So that became habit for them while they were young. They weren't having to build those habits when they were older and it was hard that just became part of who they were. It was part of their DNA. And then the conversations and everything built on that. 
that God so specifically answered those prayers of going for the hearts of my children in a way that I would have never scripted myself because I didn't think about it in that way. But God is so good. So all those conversations that you guys are having around the table are impacting them in ways that, honestly, I don't think that as parents, we even have the lens to fully comprehend at the time. After a short break, we'll be right back to talk even more about this. Absolutely. I I totally agree. And I think we kind of talked on this. There's seasons of motherhood. There's stages. I have you know, a teen to toddler. And so our morning time a few years ago looked very different than it does now right. because we have a baby who's not sleeping through the night. We mm-hmm. weren't always reading Shakespeare and we weren't always getting to the heavy, meaty topics, but we always made sure we took care of Bible. And I, I think it's just the habit of no matter what, no matter what season I'm in, we are starting the day in God's work because that yeah. is the most important part of our day and of our lives. And so it's, it is okay for young moms to be like, they need to be okay with you aren't always going to have a productive composition, you know, artistic discussion. And that's perfectly okay. But it's just the habit and instilling that this is what we do as a family. And as seasons become easier and babies sleep through the night and, you know, toddlers are not as physically demanding. And I don't always have to be watching my three-year-old that I can engage in you know, very fun discussions about Shakespeare and we can go over Shakespeare plays because that's the season that I'm now in. And well, as my kids get older, things will evolve and change. And that's, that is what it is so beautiful about morning time is that it is tailored to the family, specifically to the season. The mom can choose and at her discretion. And I think God is very kind and merciful in that I, I think he, guides us and I think he inspires us. And I just, I, I just want to impress upon young mothers, especially that it doesn't have to be elaborate and beautiful. It is messy sometimes, especially with little toddlers. And that is okay. It really is okay. I think consistency is the most important piece, truly. Well, and flexibility because some days, like you noted, will go perfectly on your script and you're going to feel so good about it. So, so good about it. Other days, you're going to feel like the world's greatest failure because it just, it just descended into, you don't even know what it descended into. It just descended. (laughs) But the funny thing is, as we sit around the table now, a lot of those things that it descended into are the memories and the giggles and the things that are tying us together now. So God right. even uses what in the moment you think is disaster. You think, oh my word, this is terrible. But he uses that because he's so good. And right. so just enjoy the uplifting moments and the horrifyingly silly moments all the same because God is using every bit of it to weave that tapestry that is your family culture and your family dynamic and those relationships that are so important in a heart schooling paradigm that we talk about around here all the time. I love that. Yeah. I mean, some of our favorite memories are actually the stories where things have gone completely off the rails. And now we can say, do you remember the time that, you know, our the baby was putting stickers all over the cat? Like these now are just really core memories. In the moment, it was horrifying and stressful and, yeah. you know, all of these things. But, but really, you do bring up a good point that 
but that these these memories and this bondedness, this togetherness, this family, these shared memories, that is what we love about morning time. Like right. we are learning, but I think it's the togetherness and just have the feeling of love and joy and peace, the fruits of the spirit. I think that is what makes morning time just amazing, truly. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's so funny how even our brains work because as we are laughing and being relational and doing this stuff together, there are memory devices that play into that that help our kids remember the content even better, you know, because right. they tie it to an experience, they tie it to a conversation. And that is a, a very powerful learning tool that we are given as homeschooling parents really on mission for going for the hearts and the relationships with our kids that is hard to overstate the impact of. It helps them learn to think and process information in ways that's really profound. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. I, I think you're spot on. And I love hearing the insight of a mother who has gone through this because, again, I think a lot of people listening and for me myself, I think the days sometimes are really long and really hard. And so it's encouraging to me to hear these things because sometimes I get lost in like, is this even making a difference? Am I even doing what I'm supposed to do? Is is this all for nothing? So I appreciate that encouragement and and reminder that that these things, they do matter and that this is for their good. Oh, absolutely. Well, the other thing that comes out of morning time that I don't know that I saw in the moment, in fact, I would say I probably didn't, was the insight into the heart of your kids that you get. What are they seizing on? What, what you know, as you're reading Shakespeare or, you know, not even just Bible time. So obviously in Bible time, you get insight into their heart. But as you're reading history or or Shakespeare or Plutarch or whatever else you're doing during that time, what are the things that they are really engaging with? And then the conversations that follow that give you so much insight into where their heart is, how their brain works, how they function. It it allows you to get to know your children on a much deeper level. So you're able to tailor every other part of your day to really get to their hearts and their minds, which is as homeschooling parents on mission, we're so focused on. So there's there's just a lot of of stuff that as you enter into this, you may not even see as being the outflow of this morning time that you're setting up. Absolutely. Well, something else I've noticed is part of our morning time, I give everyone their own step-by-step drawing guide. And it's just a way for them to quietly be sketching as I'm reading. We found, you know, Legos get too loud. And so we found that the drawing step-by-step drawing instruction guides and in the process of this morning time and them sketching, I've discovered hidden talents Mm -hmm. that I had no idea. My child, my one specific child, He's an amazing artist. And this is something that I, I had never known before. And so we've really tapped into, he has a gift and we're going to hone in on this gift mm-hmm. because, and, and really truly, if it were not for morning time, I would have never known. I would have never given him these drawings books and he would have never spent the time every single day. He is, he is listening. You know, I'm reading, he's right. listening, but he is honing in on this talent. And I just, I'm just so thankful that I, you know, discovered it through morning time. But yeah, I also think knowing the the minds of our children, I think gauging maturity, the conversations that I'm having with my 14-year-old, I'm realizing, wow, like he's really 
making leaps and bounds in his maturity and his yeah. thought process and his understanding of the world and good and evil. We'll read a story and he'll relate it back to the gospel. And I'm thinking, this is amazing. And these are things that I would never have imagined could happen and be the fruit of morning time. But truly it is because there it is so discussion-based and it, it is. is so... I mean, it's just profound and I absolutely love that. And you're absolutely right that you do get to know the minds and the hearts and the talents of your children. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, and I love the way that you brought that out because that's something that I think we we pass over so easily is discerning those those underlying talents that just need right. to be uncovered and set free. And as we do that, our kids feel, first of all, they see how they were created. God created you with this gift. But they also see that we care because we're investing in helping them hone that gift. So, so, so powerful. But even as we were talking, I was, I've talked to enough moms to know, you know, I'm real laid back. I'm, I'm one that just, I always was very content to just let that time flow. And it was very, very relational and conversational. But there are others out there who really, rely much more heavily. And, and by personality, they require a lot more specific structure. Right. What did you say to those moms that they're listening to this and they're going, uh, nope, uh-uh, no, 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 no. I could not. I could not just kind of set out and let this flow. What are some steps or some things that you found? So I, I think we've set the stage that this is a really important piece. This sets the anchor of your day. It gives kind of a a, a great relational time. But how have you found or in talking to other people, you know, people you've engaged with that may be a lot more structured in their approach? What are some things that that they could do to kind of fit this into even their personality a little bit more? That's a great question. So I, by default, I'm very structured, kind of type A, and I've had to let a lot of these tendencies go. But what I found for our family is I've outlined, okay, Monday morning time, I want to try to cover these topics. And Tuesday, I want to try to cover these and so forth. And I I think for me, it's worked out well because I like having kind of a plan, but mm-hmm. also realizing flexibility has to be a part of the equation. We're, we're human beings. We're dealing with imperfect little people. We are imperfect. Everything is going to be off kilter sometimes. Sometimes the baby needs a diaper change and, and that's okay. But so I think flexibility is really important. And I just think consistency, just showing up every day. If yesterday was a train wreck, we still try today, even if it was a train wreck, because every three horrible, ordinary days you'll have, you'll have one day that is amazing. And you realize that is why we do this. That's exactly why we do this. So consistency, flexibility, and just kind of understanding your own personality, like would it be too stressful to have a schedule for me? And that's something each woman has to assess. Is the, is it too stressful to have, I do this on this day? Or for someone like me, I needed that, okay, we do this on this day. So I think just gauging the needs of you know what the family needs, what it would be too stressful, what's more realistic, but also just keeping in mind flexibility, really, truly. I mean, homeschooling, is that not what it's all about? Being flexible and... <laughs> having to gauge our expectations. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we talk, as I teach heart schooling, as we talk through these things, 
Remember that your mission, the the mission that God has given your family, how you and your spouse have set the vision for what you want to accomplish is going to influence the way that you set up all of these things. So don't, don't neglect to go back to those. Allow those to kind of shed light on how this looks. Coming together is a powerful, powerful, wonderful thing. And I cannot encourage you strongly enough to make this part of your routine, but allowing that vision and that mission. And like Vanessa noted, your personality, because you're not going to be able to stick with anything that you're setting up so anti your own hardwiring, that it's just going to be a friction point all the time. There will be no staying power. Like it has that's the thing. So you can look at Instagram and people, we do it this way. You cannot model what your morning time will look after someone else. You can get ideas, but really right. you have to go after what will actually work, what will have staying power in this family. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I, th- I think it has to be individualized, tailored with you know the family and the the needs of the mom and what works for her in mind, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But what would you say to a family who yeah, they've tried it? You know, they they had seen it. They thought it was a cool idea. They've tried it. It's not working the way that they thought it would. They are not accomplishing this beautiful, picturesque day that everybody talks about. How would you address someone who's just really discouraged and frustrated right now? So I think I always tell women the greatest threat to homeschooling in general and morning time are your unrealistic expectations. You absolutely have to realize that the Instagram feeds, Pinterest, that's just a snapshot in someone's day. It's it's a, the picture perfect. Everything's good because no one shows you, you know, the chaos and the train wreck. You know, everyone puts their best foot forward. So have realistic expectations. Understand that what you see online is the very best piece of someone's day. Right. So I think realizing your expectations i think it's it's good to aim high and to have an idea like how you want this to look but also realize that you know we're dealing with children and we're dealing with you know a lot of real life situations and there will be interruptions and sometimes morning time it, it's messy and you know spilling milk and we've got to pause our readings and we got to you know take care of this and i i really think you just do it you just keep trying. I always tell our kids, we just keep trying hard things. We just keep showing up because I think the end result is really what we're after. But scaling back is also something else. Sometimes we want to cover Shakespeare and Plutarch and art. And and suddenly we're so overwhelmed that it's just too much and we give up. So I think scaling back is another thing. And just do a few things. And when you do those few things very well, then you can maybe add two. But if you're already struggling, it's not the time to add, you know, an art project. And now we're, you know, that's just not the time. So scaling back, having expectations that are realistic, I think Mm -hmm. is what I would encourage moms to do. And I'm just, just trying really just try every day. That's, I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah. Being consistent, staying on mission, recognizing that, you know, when you fall off the bike, you get up again and, you know, you just keep on, keep on keeping on. I guess one, one final thing that I was thinking of as we were talking about how, how young is too young to start? How old is too old to start? You know, where does this really fit within the 
kind of the timeline of a family? And and is there a point when you've just missed the boat? I don't think there's ever. No, I think there is no such thing as too young. And I don't think there's such a thing as too old. I maybe a few years ago, I would have said differently. But, you know, our little babies, even though they don't even know what's going on half the time, they still join us at the table. And it's not because I say you have to sit here and you have to be quiet. It's because they're invited, but they they don't they're not, you know, required to be here. But I they come anyway. My three-year-old and my five-year-old, they have a lot of toys. They could be doing a lot of things, but they come. And I think it's because of that family togetherness. They want to be a part of something. And if you have little teeny tiny babies, it's okay to read a like a Bible story, sing a nursery rhyme song. It can be as simple and as age appropriate as, you know, your kids are. So I think just meeting the needs. And I think that can be really hard when you do have a big family. So I just a lot of prayer, a lot of wisdom from God on like how to proceed with that. But yeah, I think little tiny kids all the way up to my teenager, I thought he would kind of phase out and want nothing to do with this anymore. But actually he loves it. Like yeah. he absolutely adores this part of the day. It is his favorite part of the day. And I was surprised by that because he's 14. I thought for sure this is absolutely not the discussions and that together time and these topics he loves and it's engaging and it's it's that bonded shared experience I think that he loves the most. So I I I personally don't think there's age limits. That's been our experience. Yeah. No. No, I couldn't agree more. And yeah, it just becomes sweeter. And and and, and actually it's so sweet at every time and those those young little ones that you were talking about you have no idea what they're actually picking up on. I mean, the amount of stuff that Lila, I have I have four children. My first three are three and a half years from one to three. And then there's a three and a half year gap before Lila came along. And so Lila was kind of the caboose in every way. But she picked up on so much just sitting there, just being a part. And so the the head start that she got on a lot of subjects, the the stuff that she already knew, the level of conversation that she had was amazing. You go to the other side of that and, you know, you have a 14-year-old boy you were talking about. Think about a middle school, young high school boy. Normally, they're very insecure. They're, you know, you you hear about all of these emotional and mental issues that these poor kids are having, but we are able to give them an environment that is stable and is secure and where they are heard and where they can work out these things that are in their head in a place that they feel safe. And you are, by keeping this going and by giving them that time of the day, you are giving them such a respite from the hormone rush and all the crazy things that are actually valid and going on inside of them. It's no wonder to me that that time just gets sweeter as your kids get older. They get they start growing into the maturity to understand how precious it really is. I absolutely agree. I I think it's interesting because I wonder is it because he's homeschooled that he he doesn't feel this peer pressure to stay quiet and don't say anything because it will be the wrong thing. That right. pressure doesn't exist in a homeschool at least. So I'm wondering, you know, is he able to engage in these conversations because you know, when we're talking there is no judgment here. He right. won't be criticized here, you know? So I, I think that's a great point. And then also my three-year-old, we were having picture study, looking at a beautiful piece of art by Monet. And she came to the table and she wanted to tell me everything that she was seeing in the picture. So, I mean, 
you are so right that they're learning and picking up things that we're, we're not even aware of until they're doing it and saying yeah. it. And it's amazing that, you know, she's pointing out all of these beautiful things in a Monet painting. Like who would have thought she's three, but you know, here she is. And, and morning time is to thank for that. But yeah, I, you are absolutely right about these things. Yeah. And you would never have presented that to her. You wouldn't have sat her down and taught her art appreciation and, right. you know, art right. critique or anything. That just wouldn't have right. happened. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's so cool. Everything that comes out of this. Vanessa, we are running low on time, but I want you to tell everyone where they can find you, what kind of things that you have offered. I know and we didn't even get around to talking about this, but I know that you mentioned as we were talking before that you've created some preschool resources and other resources for families. Give us a little bit of insight into that before we go. Yeah, sure. So I'm on Instagram and my Instagram handle is at Mighty Oaks and Arrows. And I post there just a lot. I have a lot of topics about morning time. I have a highlight bubble about morning time. I talk about the topics, how to implement them. So if there are any questions about that, definitely Instagram is the place you can find me. And then also I have a website, oaksandarrows.com. I have some odds and ends, a Christmas time, morning time guide. I also, yeah, I did create a preschool program for my little boy last year. There's just, you know, a few things. And then also I have a free morning time help for moms that they can download and it kind of puts all the pieces together for them. So they're more than welcome to download that, use it as they need. And yeah, that's, that's where they can find me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure that we link all of those things in the show notes so that everyone can easily click over and find you. But Vanessa, thank you so much for spending the time with me today. I have thoroughly enjoyed kind of diving into this topic and and hopefully it's been insightful for all those who've listened in. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a blast. Good, good, good. To everyone else, thank you all for spending your time with us today. You know, we talk so much about heart schooling and the fact that the Great Commission starts right there at home. And this morning time routine, this anchor for your day, gives a great platform for you to go for the hearts of your children while they're fresh and then continue to double back to that. Talk about things that have come up naturally and yet intentionally all through the day. This is a powerful tool that you can use as you're going for the hearts and and relationships with your kids. So I can't encourage you strongly enough to start adopting this, working it into your day. I think you'll be amazed at how it becomes your and your children's absolute favorite time of the day. And if your spouse isn't there, they're going to be jealous because they want to be part of it. I know from experience that that is how it plays out, but it's just a great time. So uh, take the time, start going with this. Don't get discouraged if it isn't perfect, because a lot of times what you deem imperfect is exactly what God is using in the lives of your children. So keep going, keep your mission in mind and line everything up with that. Have a great, great rest of your day. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more. So check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, 
Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more. 